morning, everyone. Hope you have a wonderful day. We continue. We left off. Tractate Psachim, the final chapter, chapter 10. Arabic Psachim, and we are at 108b, fifth line from the bottom. the rabbis, everyone is obligated to drink these cups. men, women, even children. And the halacha is what children, what age children are we talking about? Children that reached an age of chinuch, of education. You can educate them. That's the opinion of the rabbis. Rabbi Huda argues. What, what, uh, what benefit do they have? Yes, we have a mitzvah to educate our children. But the whole point of drinking wine is that you feel freedom. A child, imagine a little child is drinking four cups of wine and feel freedom. <laughs> it's like a pain. So what's the point? There's no point. What the hell is what? They don't enjoy it. What, what, they don't enjoy this experience. It's supposed to be an enjoyable experience. What education is it? You're not giving them education. Just physically, practically, they're not constituted. They're not equipped to enjoy drinking four cups of wine. You want to get them drunk? Are they Irish? I mean, what's that? <laughs> Listen, in vino veritas. <laughs> Ella, Ella, so what do we do? You give them roasted grain or walnuts. That's made from old, old grain, because you're not allowed to eat the new grain right. until it's until the second day, or the, in our chutzlah, it's the, the, the third day of Pesach, right after the, after the Omer. So, but old grain, and you 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 roast it, you, right. and therefore it would become a delicacy. Yeah, but Akiva would do this, huh? Yeah, usually you do it with fresh grain, but here you can't. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, when you roast it, 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 it gives it a delicious flavor, mm-hmm. and the children enjoy. That's what the children enjoy. Give them candies. Give them something they can enjoy. Grains and nuts, huh? Yeah. Bed of Pesach, he doesn't mean the day before Pesach. He means the night of Pesach, the evening of Pesach. They shouldn't sleep. And they should ask questions. The whole point of the Seder is you should tell your children. You have to, your children have to ask questions. The whole point of the Seder is to educate, the focus on the child, to educate the child. But education only begins if the child has a question. If you give the person information but they have no question, they have no thirst for hunger, for knowledge, then it's, it's, it goes right over their head. Who cares? You can give them the best right. information in the world. You can, you can give your child a seven course French cuisine, but if there's no hunger, if they're not hungry, if there's no hunger, it's wasted. Mm-hmm. Food is only good if you're hungry. And you appreciate it. Learning is only good if you're hungry, if you have a question, if you're curious, if you, you want to know, you want to understand. But it, it, just to give them information, to shower them with information, stuff them with information, who cares? No flower, no Torah. They have to ask questions. So this is one of the ways you get them to ask questions. They're wondering, why are you giving us, why are you giving us all, the, all these grains? Why are you giving us all these candy and these sweets? We bribed them, you know that. <laughs> No, it's not a normal thing. Every other yamta for Friday night, you don't sit down by the table and, you, and you're giving them candies and sweets in the beginning of the meal. Maybe, maybe that's for dessert, but not, not in the beginning of the meal. So, the, so you, you know, they're curious. The kid, you got their attention. Yeah. What, what's going on here? 
And maybe they'll start asking other questions, look around and see what's going on. Also, you want to make sure they don't fall asleep. They look forward, they're eager, they're excited. Yeah. So he says, That's what Rabbi Kiva used to do. The night of Pesach, he would give to the children their walnuts and, 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 and roasted grain. Yeah. Accomplish both things. They shouldn't sleep. And they should uh, eagerly be up, and they should ask questions. Hmm. This is the source for stealing the afikoyman. <laughs> that they would grab matzahs. In Chabad, we don't do that. You don't want to teach your children to steal. <laughs> it's not stealing, it's borrowing. But the real pshat of chaitvin is not... So either it means that you would lift up the table, like remove the table, so the kids are wondering what's going on. We didn't mm-hmm. even eat the meal yet, and you're already moving, moving the table. It gets them curious, it piques their curiosity. Others say it means that you, you eat quickly. In other words, you finish eating very quickly. Right. This is a word we just learned, haste. Haste, exactly, haste. Why? Because if children are going to eat full till they're stuffed, they're going to fall asleep. You want to keep them up. You know, in a full stomach, you eat full, and then you, you become drowsy. You eat a lot of matzah, you eat a lot of food. Next thing you know, you're falling asleep. Um, so you want to quicken the meal, like shorten the meal. So keep the kids awake. You want to keep the kids awake for the Seder. Keep them up throughout the Seder. Not only they should ask the question, they should also get to the answer. They should, <laughs> they should also hear the answer. Of the, okay. You shouldn't sleep. Tani, when the bride's a mother of a kid. I think Rashbam seems to say that the Ichaitin Yishon should have stealing is stealing, but the parents steal from the kids. But the kids should eat too much. Not the kids steal, got mixed up in generations. <laughs> <laughs> the parents are taking the food away from the kids. They grab. They grab. It's stealing, borrowing. It's when you don't give it back ah. for the end of the meal, then it's extortion. Uh, right? <laughs> or if you don't keep your promise to the kid. Yeah. <laughs> you give the money, like, <laughs> you yeah. promised money and you didn't get it, and you didn't get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tani, you learned about it, yeah. Tani, you learned about it, some of Rabbi Kiva, they said, Rabbi Kiva, Islam, based on he never said it's time to leave the shul, it's time to leave the house of study. Chutz? The day before Pesach, or the day before Yom Kippur, or the evening of Pesach, or the day before Yom Kippur, he would tell them, okay, stop. He would close the doors, shut the doors, and go, leave, go home. Shut the doors, stop learning already, go home. Why? In order that the children shouldn't sleep. Some say that, they forget, they make sure go home, that the children should sleep, to get a nap. So they should be able to be up in the Seder. Right, yeah, Jesus says, what's the problem? I mean, you can't have your wife uh, put them to bed. You have to, you have to stop learning and run home to put them to bed. That's what he says in the evening. Because they used to learn, Jesus says, they used to learn in the evening of Yantav, they used to learn. No, they rush home. Yantav, they would learn, then they would go home. But here, you have to make the say the first thing, the first opportunity, to keep the kids alert and awake. So that's why immediately, when it's evening, close the shul, close the base of Medrash, close the books, and go home. And Erev Yom Kippur, 
person is obligated to rejoice your sons and your household on Yantar. Shanamar says, V'samachta b'chagecha. You should make them rejoice. My mom is Samcham. How do you make them rejoice? B'yayin, with wine. <laughs> Today, you have to drink wine. On Yantar, you're obligated every day of Yantar to drink wine. And make sure your household and your wife also drinks wine. Rabbi Huda says, Amnoshim b'royolahem. Everyone, everyone according to what's worthy for them. Men enjoy, they drink wine. That's their pleasure. That's their way of celebrating Yom How the women celebrate. In Babel with, with, uh, with clothing, nice dresses. Colored clothing. Colored clothing. Nice and expensive dresses for Yom Eretz Yisrael, the big day, Pishtun Mugotzen, Preslinen. And this is unique to Eretz Yisrael, because in, in Babylonia, they didn't know how to dry clean. They didn't have that art of cleaning, of pressing linen, right? In Eretz Yisrael, they got it down to an art. <laughs> so therefore, with press linen. That's a kid. In Eretz Yisrael. <laughs> he says, only, only in Eretz Yisrael, press linen. In Babel, that's not a joy to the women. You have to have new clothing, colored clothing. You have to buy them dresses for Yantif. Yeah, right, for sure. And flowers. Tanya, the temple Joy is only by eating the meat, the meat of a sacrifice. Remember, it says, You should slaughter sacrifices, even as the Pasuk it says by Harevel, when they, uh, when they arrived in Yisrael, the first thing they did was they stood in Shechem there between the two mountains and yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, the curses, the 11 curses and the 11 blessings. So it says over there, and then they, or they, had an altar, they built an altar and they offered uh, sacrifices. It says you should, offer, you should uh, offer the peace offerings, you should eat it. So you associate joy mm-hmm. with eating from the, from the uh, peace offering. Hmm. So in the times of the Beis Hamikdash, you fulfill the mitzvah of rejoicing on Yantiv by eating from the sacrifice, the sacred sacrifices. Now there is no Beis Hamikdash. How do you fulfill the mitzvah? It's a biblical obligation today to be joyful. How do you fulfill this biblical obligation? You you can't bring a sacrifice. Joy is only with wine. Remember, it says because wine rejoices the heart of man. But that's uh, but according to Rabbi Yehuda, that's only for men. For women, you have to buy them what makes them happy, and what makes them happy, you have to buy them clothing or jewelry. It's a biblical obligation to buy your wife the, the, the three holidays: Pesach, Shavuos, and Sukkot. You have to buy her new clothing that's why or we jewelry. Have four cups of wine. Mm-hmm. No, four cups of wine is unique to Pesach. Here we're talking about every yomtiv. This is unique to Yantiv, a mitzvah, and every day of Yantiv you have to drink wine. Every day you have to make sure to drink a cup of wine. You're obligated. And children, you have to give them what they enjoy candy, sweets, nash, you know, make them happy. 
Or if you're or if, or if you're a health, uh, g- g- give him a piece of celery, a carrot, something. Have you inherently isn't make you happy right. It was this measuring, measuring cup. Yeah, it was a measuring cup, the Maraisa, which they used for the brine of the fish. He has come in Luga the Migdash. That was the size of a Luga the Migdash. So you have four cups of wine. Every cup of wine has to have a Vias a Lug. So if you so this was the measuring. Right. You filled up this thing, this measuring thing for the brine, uh, which is exactly a uh, exactly a look. Make four parts. You divide them four, and then you add your four cups of wine. Uh-huh. The old timnasa, this old measuring cup. that was in Tiberias. Have was larger than this casta de Maraisa, was larger than the measuring they used for the brine, by a revius. So, in and that's how you measured revius because you would fill it up, pour it out into the casta de Maraisa, and what's left over is exactly a revius. Because the first measure only gives me a look, but then you want to measure it, how do you measure it into four parts? You want to measure it into four parts. Mm-hmm. But to be able to measure it should be precisely a revius. Wow. You would fill it up and mm-hmm. then pour it out into this casta de Marais, which is a lug, and what's left over is exactly what exactly it is. Right? Yeah. Wow. the Rav Chizda says, Revia shall teira, and here you can use your mathematical skills. Revia shall teira, it's like the, the thickness the thickness of two, the thick of a thumb. Two thumbs, two by two. Two, two by two, two finger breaths, yes. well, two by two, right? Yeah. And uh, by two fingers, two fingers with a height. So two by two in the length and the width, a square, two, uh, two, two fingers by two fingers, two finger breaths by two finger breaths. And then the two finger breaths in the height, and a half a finger breath, and a fifth of a... a of a, of, of a finger breath. You just strip it into five parts, so a fifth. Hmm. So if you stripped the, uh, for the etzba, every etzba is a fifth, is five parts, so two etzbas and a half a etzba and a fifth of an etzba comes out to 13 fifths. Two. Uh, to, 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 comes out to... Two and seven tenths. Two... Um, Point seven. Comes out to uh, so to twelve and a half to thirteen thirteen and a half fifths of an etzba in the height, and versus two etzba by two etzba ten ten fifths and ten by ten fifths and thirteen and a half fifths in the height, and that amount that height if that cup that amount that's a, a revius that's the size of a revius. Where do we know this from? Tanya, we learn in the Baraisa, it says, Berachetz Bamayim is called Basari. It's talking about a mikvah. That you have to go into the mikvah, you have to wash. Bamayim is called Basari. Your whole Basari, your whole being. should be nothing interfering between the water and the and your skin. 
kol besadeh, your besadeh, but my besadeh has to come directly in contact. The water, the mikveh, the water of the mikveh has to come directly in contact with your skin, not no interference. Bamayim, the main mikveh, the water, not regular water. You can't just fill up water from a cup and fill it up, fill up the mikveh. It has to be main mikveh. It has to be gathered water. It has to be water that comes naturally. As kol besadeh, mayim, your whole flesh, your whole being. Enough water that your whole body could totally immerse, total immersion. How much is it? Top of B. Amma on top of B. If you have an Amma by an Amma, which is a little more than eight, a foot and a half by a foot and a half square. The height of, of uh, three Amas. Hmm. Which is a little more than like around four point four feet. Uh, I'm sorry. Which is like um, which is like uh, which is like um, which is like uh, five and a half. A little more like five point seven inches height. Okay, so a foot and a half by foot and a half. By five, around five point five feet and seven inches, and that's because a person—that's the height of a person. Yeah, Question is, person. what do you mean? The head the is taller. Person. Yeah. Average person, not five seven. The average person is five nine, five ten, five eleven. Nah. Who's 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 average person is five seven? It's not the average. Between the lower. But the head, the head, yeah, no. without the head, the body, oh, the, body. the body is this size. So when you when you when you what dip, when you d- yeah. No, because when you, you bend, bend down, you, when you dip in, the water goes over your head. You, ba- you, you lower yourself into the mikveh. So you, you lower yourself. You can bend down and dip into the mikveh. Dunk your head into the mikveh. So when you dunk your head into the mikveh, and what's the size of a person? I think today they would have to revise it because with obesity, you're not going to get a person into a, a narrow place that's a foot by a foot, hey, a foot and a half by a foot and a half. And the matter of fact, the, the vessels are foot and a half and foot and a half. You, you have to squeeze into it. <laughs> so you have to be less than a foot and a half thick. <laughs> your waist has to be less than, your waist has to be able to get in there. <laughs> so it has to be less than a, a foot and a half. What's the average waist today? Depends on whose community you're in, you know, like... 36 inches? Side to side. It's your hands. Like if you're in one of those African uh, long distance runners, they're skinny as rails, right? And we eat the Caribbeans and we're like out there, you know. If your waist is 36 inches, how how, how are you you getting into... 46. 46. (laughs) (laughs) You have to tuck in your stomach. (laughs) Anyway, so so that's the size of an average person. And Mashiach Hachamim and the and the rabbis. So you have to be less than an amma thick and an amma width and thick. So, but it includes your hands. You don't forget it includes your hands. Your hands also have to fit in there, totally on your sides. Your hands are on your sides, and you, and, 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 and you have to fit in there. So Ham Mashiach Hachamim and the Chamim Mashiach Shir may mikvar boyim saw the shear that a person could be totally immersed. This shear that we said is an amma and an amma and the height of three ammas is 40 saw. So therefore, if you take 40 saw, saw is six kav. Six, every kav is four lug. Hmm. Every kav is four lug. So you're talking about 
24 every saw is 24 24 lug here we're trying to figure out a, um, a quarter of a lug so 24 times 4 is 96 hmm. a quarter of a lug so if 40 saw 40 saw fits in in an amma by an amma a square amma by a square amma with three ammas high high so if you do the math and you're more than welcome to go and figure out the whole math and actually in the Rajbam like you give a, a great length and you figure out the math then you figure out that the square the square of two finger two finger breaths by two finger breaths and the height of 13 and a half fifths in other words two and a half and a fifth of a finger breath then you fit in a revius alug, a quarter of a lug. That square, that keli is enough to fit a revius. That's the size of a revius. 40, 40 saw is about 200 gallons. They, they go between 120 and 200 gallons. It's different to fit with this. So I was checking up. 454 liters. Right. A revius, a revius is like an egg and a half. A kazayas is like a half an egg or, th- or a third of an egg. That's when it comes to matzah, you have to know the size of a kazayas, either a third of an egg or a half an egg. And when it comes to things that are biblical, like in the part of the seder that are, that are biblical, uh, we are strict. We say it's a half an egg, like a half a matzah. You know, the achilles matzah, the things you have to eat. Things that are only rabbinic, afikoyman, then, then you're lenient. It would be like a third of an egg. Or the, or no, no, no. Uh, 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 that's a third of an egg. A, so a, a revius is like an egg and a half. Why are we judging a kezayis against a kebeah? No, it's just... Like, yeah, and then, and then um, it's, it's a different size. And a revius is like an egg and a half. If you replace the volume, the volume of an egg and a half, if you replace the volume, that's how you get a revius. That's one of the ways of measuring. And yeah, a kezayis is like a th- half an egg or a third of an egg. So the vias could be like three kezayim, or it could be even more, even, even more. According to some sources, eggs were bigger in Talmudic times. Yeah, that's a whole discussion. That, that's yeah, that's the that's a night of Yehuda holds that, and because yeah. he, he has questions, it doesn't make sense. Calculation, yeah. but but the most to disagree with him. It's not. It's not so okay. Okay. You can look in the art scroll, he, he tries to, to show you a diagram, how you figure it out. Yeah. Um, right, you try to figure out, you how do you get from, four, right, right. right. You boil break it, it up, you boil it down, sauce. right. It's, 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 it's a fraction, it's a fraction. It's a fraction of the arboim saw, 40 saw. Here you're talking about a fourth of a lug, a quarter of a lug, a quarter of a lug. And there, and there are six, a quarter of one lug, a lug, and there are four lug in every kav, and there are six kav in and then one saw. And that's one out of 40. So if a place of 40 saw takes up a square of an amma by an amma, like a little more than 18 inches by 18 inches, with a height of 5.5 feet and, and, six, uh, and six, uh, or 7 inches, and that's the size of a mikveh, so the size of a cup, that contains a quarter of a lug, this is the size, it comes out to two uh, um, finger breaths by two finger breaths, and the height of two finger breaths and a half, and one chaymish, which is like 
13 and a half fifths. So they give, yeah, it's I mean, just complicated ways the way they figure it out if you want to get into it, but I don't think this is, we're not going to get into it right now. Okay. Um, Ravashi, Ravashi says, Amali, Rabbi Machinene, Rabbi Machinene told me, Shulchan Shom Mikdash Shoprakam Hava. The table that had the shoe bread in the base of Mikdash was made up of parts. It wasn't one solid piece. Because the if you if you're gonna say that it was one piece, amsa amsa the shoe the bread the shoe bread the table was two amas in the length, right, mm-hmm. and one amma in the width, one amma in the width. So if you're gonna say it's exactly an amma. How are you going to fit it in? If the mikveh is an amma, an amma, exactly an amma, mm. square of an amma by an amma, and the table is an amma, it, it won't fit in. Okay, the height, the length is not a problem because it was a height of three ammas. So the two ammas and the length, that makes sense. But the width, how are you going to fit in the width in this tiny mikveh? Mm-hmm. Ah, you have the legs. The legs were, were one and a half. No, the legs, of course, were apart, were separate. You, don't, you, can, you remove the legs and... But so therefore you have. But how do you dip in the, the table itself? So therefore you have oh. to say that the table was split in the middle and it was put together. So therefore you would separate it, dip it into the mikveh, because we learn from the pasuk it says that the shulchan hatoy shulchan shulchan has to be pure. In other words, we know that from there we learn that a shulchan could become impure, and therefore if it becomes impure. You have to dip it into the mikveh. So how would you dip it into the mikveh? Wow. So Yimar says, my kushi, what's the question? Dilma pahad, biyam shasa shleima v'matale. Shleima made like a big mikveh, a whole uh, pool with lions, which, which is the feet were made of lions holding up this gigantic pool. So what's the problem? You just dip it into the mikveh. Why is it a pool? They have to have the smallest mikveh. Right, right, exactly. Why, how is this a mikveh? It was a pool, it was a, it was a, a vessel. Even though it's a gigantic vessel, and we learned earlier, a gigantic vessel is not makabal tumah, but mikvah has nothing to do with tumah. It's not a question if it receives impurity, doesn't receive impurity. A vessel is mayim shoven. You can we can't dip into a pool, swimming pool. It's not it's not a mikvah. You can't make a vessel, a big gigantic vessel, and, and call it a mikvah and fill it up with water and call it a mikvah. So why do they go? Why do they go in the pool on Shabbos morning? <laughs> no, for men, for Balkedi, it's fine. For yeah, men's yeah. purposes, it's fine. But anyway, a woman needs a real mikvah, proper right, mikvah. Right. A woman, a woman can. It's not a, man, it doesn't matter. You, get, yeah. you know, you can use anything. I never go in. So, 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 uh, so, how is this a mikvah? So the answer is because they used to have an opening on the bottom the size that a pomegranate if a pomegranate was in the pool it would just roll right out and that was connected to that was connected to the to a wellspring so therefore it became a mikveh why did it have such a gigantic hole to connect the mikveh it's enough if you can take two fingers and and turn it around yeah, but the problem is it was a vessel. It's a pool. To make it, it shouldn't be a vessel. It has to have a larger hole. It has to have... Shveifer Sanayit is only to connect one mikvah to the other, one body of water to the other, but it should no longer be considered a pool, a vessel. 
it has to have a larger opening, an opening which everything just flows out, where the pomegranates just flow out, mm-hmm. and it's no longer, it's like it was made of copper, and it was a vessel, therefore it's no longer considered a vessel, and also the water came, came gushing out and connecting, really connecting with the, um, with the wellspring, and therefore it's, it's a mikveh, it's a kosher mikveh. So the reason, there was risk of stream flowing through it? Yeah, on the bottom. On the bottom, so it was, to be it was connected. No, it was, no, it was connected. It was connected. It was connected to the spring that was flowing underneath. It. Yeah, it was connected. And right. The reason why he asked about the amma because it was actually an amma. It was a, a stream going in the base of Migdash. It was called the amma. One of the reasons called an amma because that was the size. The size of the stream was exactly an amma. That's what he asked. How did how did you dip yeah, it into it the mikvah? Uh, yeah, yeah. How, how did you dip it in the mikvah? That's what he said. Yam shoshleima. That's what he answers. Yam shoshleima. The Tanit of Chiyah, Chiyah learned, Yam Shasr Shleim HaMachzik Meyav HaChemishim Mikvet Tadah. It was a huge, gigantic. <laughs> it contained a hundred, a hundred and fifty, fifty mikvois of purity. hundred and fifty times forty. <laughs> right, that's... Gigantic. A lot of gallons of water. Do the math, yes, a lot of gallons. Right, close to two thousand, three thousand. We already learned the whole Cheshman. In Edevin, we learned we learned the whole exactly precisely the whole Okay. And he says you're not allowed to have less than four cups. The mission says not have for less than four cups. How could the rabbis enact something that leads to danger? But Tani, we learned today. today, a person shouldn't drink, shouldn't eat double, double portion, and shouldn't and shouldn't drink two, like two cups. Today and shouldn't uh, wipe with two in Same. peers. You shouldn't use peers. today. You shouldn't satisfy his needs in peers. Mother explain what he means. What, what, what do you mean? Not allowed to be intimate twice in a row. Because peers are dangerous. Peers could invite could invite Kishif. Could invite, uh, you know, black magic and mischief sorcery, and shadim, sorcery, demons, yeah. Are drinking pears? Huh. Yeah, pears, pears. Yeah, Anything yeah. pears, that's where the, the demons like to hang out or, 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 it's, or it makes you vulnerable to the black magic. Yeah. So, how could the rabbis enact something that's dangerous? You're eating f- four cups, which is two and two, which is an even number. It says, It's a night that protects us. It's a night we're protected from mazik. Nothing wrong. Yes, during the year it's a problem. But not on Pesach. And many things we do on Pesach to show Leil Shemurim. People would leave the doors open. In New York, I don't suggest it today. <laughs> <laughs> but for the Afikoim, I mean, for the for the for the for the for the, for the, for the we, we go out. Shveicha Moscow, we open the door to show that Hashem is protecting us. Uh, we don't say Krishna Shalamita. We don't say the regular Shema at night. You just read the Shema and a Mapil because Hashem is protecting us. And many things we do that night to show it's Leil Shemurim. Hashem is protecting us. Right. 
So therefore, we'd have nothing to worry that night. Hashem is protecting us, just like Hashem protected us in Egypt from all, it was also horrible mazikin in Egypt, and, uh, you know, Hashem unleashed all these horrible forces in Egypt, but the Jews were protected. So every, this is reenacted each and every Pesach. What happened then is happening today. Hashem is protecting us, so you don't have to worry. Rav answers, Rav Amr, Keshel Baracha Mitztaref L'Toyve Mitztaref One of the cups is a Keshel Baracha, the cup of, of, of Birchus HaMazen. The cup of Birchus HaMazen only, only connects with, only makes a good Baracha, but not a bad Baracha. If it's a fourth, if it becomes a fourth, you don't have to worry. It won't, it won't, it won't be for the bad. You could only add to the good. If you add, if you have two cups and you add a Keshel Baracha, then now it's good. Now you have a third cup. But if you have three cups and you add a kosher bracha, it's all good. The rabbis enacted four cups that you should uh, you should eat in 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 luxury and freedom. So he says these four cups that the rabbis enacted, you should eat like with royalty and in luxury. Every one of them mitzvah bapi nafshihu. Every one of them is their own mitzvah. It's a separate mitzvah, so they don't connect with each other. And we make a blessing in each and every one of them. So each and every one of them is, is a mitzvah, is a separate mitzvah, is a separate thing. So, you, so it, doesn't, it doesn't connect with each other. To be continued, everyone have a wonderful day.